Just wanted to give a, a few announcements, um, some things coming up. October the 14th, uh, as part of the Shoebox Ministry, we'll have a, a young gentleman coming from the Ukraine. Um, it's Thursday, October 14th at 6. It's Thursday. So if you can come, come listen to that from someone who actually got a shoebox. Um, yeah, you know, we, we D and D and crew, D, Diana and Kitty and so many others are all packing and scavenging and, and you know, buying and everything to get all these boxes done. But to hear from somebody that one of them touched whether it was one of ours or from somewhere else. But the other neat thing about that is um, they want to uh, take a tour of our facility, our wonderful shoebox operation here. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's amazing how a small church like this does that much. But it's not the size of the church. It's the size of the heart in the church that makes a difference. So... Anyhow, but if, if you can be there, stick it on your calendar, get your phone out, get your Google calendar in there, October 14th at 6. Um, also, on the 23rd is the sock hop. Now, some of us didn't live through the 50s. I can say that. <laughs> um, but you can relive it. You can come. Get your white T-shirt on, you know, roll up your sleeves, get your jeans on, you know, your saddle shoes, roll up the cuff of your pants, you know, get your leather jacket on if you got one of those, slick your hair back and come have a good time and bring your wallet. It's a fundraiser. <laughs> the whole purpose of this thing is to raise money to ship all those shoe boxes there. So the goal this year is to send 1,300 shoe boxes. Anybody have an idea how much it costs to send that many shoe boxes? $11,700. Every year we've sent shoe boxes. So, just so you know, God provides every year. So this is just a fun way that you can, you can help out. You can come and give. Um, my, my previous... Lines of work before coming into the ministry were both nonprofits, Red Cross and the YMCA, so I'm used to asking people for money. <laughs> Not bashful about that at all. Uh, but, but seriously, I, it's to spread the gospel. I mean, it's, what better use of your money than the, is, is there than that? Um, so, also, um, we do have a praise. Um, you know, we've been praying for things that we need. Um, you know, Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. And so we started praying for different things. And as of last Wednesday, uh, because Thea and, and Peggy said that they would co-lead the, the nursery area, the nursery's covered all the way through December. All done. All right, isn't that amazing? Yes. So thank you to them for stepping up. Um, but we, we do have a few other needs, like our children's director, a youth assistant, and someone who's good with social media, you know, being able to help out with that. So, Neil, would you come up? Because we're going to keep praying for this. You know, we started praying. Guess what? Something happened. You keep praying. More happens, right? Because it's not our power. It's God's. Neil, come on up. You can use that mic.
board, we're thankful that you're a God that allows us to, <clears throat> to come and make petitions uh, to you. Lord, we're also thankful for just the, uh, the answered prayers that uh, uh, you give to this body. Lord, we're thankful for uh, all the people that have uh, stepped up to, uh, to fill needs, uh, not only in the, uh, uh, the nursery uh, with that uh, uh, particular need, uh, but uh, have done things uh, over time. Lord, we're thankful for those folks that uh, have stepped up and filled needs uh, in our Sunday schools, uh, working uh, with things in the kitchen, working outside to uh, help make this, uh, <clears throat> this uh, church building of yours uh, an inviting and welcoming place uh, to come. Uh, Lord, we're thankful for all of that and for uh, people that have uh, contributed their, their time and energy uh, in some cases over many years. And Lord, we, we want to acknowledge that uh, and also to um, just let people think about uh, ways that they can uh, help to recognize some of the needs that uh, we may not have even mentioned uh, that uh, people can uh, contribute. Uh, Lord, prick my conscience uh, to, to help and, and do things and uh, ways that are uh, of need uh, to, to help minister to your body. Um, Lord, we do lift up uh, those particular needs uh, that are there. Um, we lift up uh, uh, the need uh, also just on the finance side to, to have people uh, step up and uh, help count uh, on some of uh, the weeks. We've got coverage for about two and a half weeks uh, out of the month, um, and that would be um, another um, <clears throat> a way that people can help. Lord, we um, do lift up uh, the, the needs that uh, Hamp presented this morning, and we ask uh, for your help with that. We ask for your guidance and how we can uh, communicate uh, things there. And also, if we need to uh, do things financially, we ask uh, wisdom on the decisions with that. Uh, and also um, uh, Providence to help uh, pay for some of those things. Lord, we bring this all to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, and along with the shoebox is, is one of the missions that we support, um, being our fourth Sunday. Brother Craig, uh, come and give us a, an update, a missions update. So, everybody's awake, ready? So, as everyone knows, and Pastor Bruce mentioned this the other week, uh, but I wanted to reiterate this. Um, June Rodrigo of the Philippines for Christ Pastors is one of the missionaries that we support. And June, his wife Joanne, are still in the U.S. due to the COVID restrictions and getting back home to the Philippines, too. So, right now, his son-in-law... Uh, Michael Galvez is, is working there with that ministry directly in country. But uh, Jim brought to, to our attention that the Christians in the Philippines have been hard, hard hit even harder by the government recently. Uh, crackdowns and, and things where they're not as free as we are here in the States. And also, in addition, the, uh, the country's been ravaged by both weather 
and poor economic conditions that they've always had. So June is trying to raise money and I, or items to send to the Philippines. And he's looking to uh, send boxes that are about 19 by 21 by 21. And so it, they cost about $85 a box to send. And so what is planned, uh, what my plan is that I'm asking you that above your tithe and offering and not instead of. Please carefully consider uh, designating some funds that you might be calling in, and if you write an additional check for that and send to the church, then we'll send it to June or to Michael so they can get um, that postage done so that can be worked. Number two, George Morris uh, is the lead of Fellowship of Christian Athletes at UVA, and uh, he's another missionary that we support directly, but in addition for the funds that they need that he's uh, participating, we sponsored him for a golf tournament for, to help with that ministry. So pray in general for men and women, whether through FS, FCA or other organizations. We, we had um, Jordan bring his friend from wh where he's attending JMU a few weeks ago. You remember that? That's another type of organization. But just pray for these type of men and women that are bringing the gospel to campuses. And pray that the harvest is plentiful. Last Wednesday, last last item, uh, Rajan George visited me at the church, and he works part-time with Patrick Flynn. And Patrick and his wife are missionaries for the International Students Incorporated, and we know that Neil and, uh, Neil and Thea Donaldson have uh, supported and brought students in from, from overseas into their home personally. But other than that, this is... Uh, uh, Rajan, his work is uh, gathering support so he can come alongside as a full-time staff to work with uh, Patrick. And so I've asked the elders, and we're going to see when we can plan for uh, Patrick and Rajan to come and, and tell us at the church more one Sunday morning about that. Um, so pray for ISA and students and all immigrants who've come to the United States. I mean, we have the whole Afghan refugee going on right now. We have things going on in the southern border. But pray that a Christian can come alongside them and show them Christ, even if it might be us. Pastor. Thank you, Craig. Well, this morning, you know, as you get older, there's something that happens to you. What is that? Don't, we don't know? That's right. You don't, we don't remember things as well, do we? Um, but, but no, the title of my message is, Remember to Forget, But Don't Forget to Remember. So, as, just as human beings, it is easy to forget things that we just don't pay attention to, isn't it? Well, God's Word has, has laid out for us things that we do need to forget and things that we do need to remember. Um, as a Christian, 
you had a life before you were a Christian. Now, it could have been a pretty rough, tough, horrible life. And it could have been pretty normal, calm, easy life, whatever it is, or whatever it was. Um, But that was before. That was before God. That was before the Spirit lived within us. And so we will notice, we will notice changes um, happening in us. Um, Philippians chapter 3, um, verses uh, 13 and 14, let's see. It says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. So many times as, as Christians, we can sometimes think about and live in the past of past accomplishments. You know, some of the things that we were talking about here of, of needs that we have is like, well, I did that years ago. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. Why not? <laughs> you know, the word retirement is nowhere to be found in the Bible. <laughs> um, you know, Moses, all, you know, all of the prophets of old, you know, they, we keep going. Now, what you do as you get older changes, of course. I cannot do the things that I did when I was half my age. <laughs> Just doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> we, we can't. Um, but... Even in our life, okay, if some of you are old enough to remember Bruce Springsteen, remember that old song, Glory Days? <laughs> you know, singing about, you know, all those things of the past and, you know, high school and all. It's like, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> those are things of, of the past that we need to let go of and, and, and put behind us. So our faith tells us to forget the things that we have done that really are of no consequence because you know this time that we spend here on earth is like a grain of sand on the timeline of eternity it really is um have you ever looked at the timelines of people from you know adam's time and all and how many how many years they lived could you imagine living even 500 years, 800 years? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, what could you get accomplished? Man, all the things that I could build at home, <laughs> all, of, all of those projects that you'd have time to get done. I'm sure there'd be more projects that came up. But, but all of that being said, maybe have 70 years, maybe, you know, maybe more if we're blessed. Who knows? We, we don't know. Some people have a much shorter time. But, but forgetting those things, you know, what Paul was pointing out there, he said, I'm forgetting those things which are behind and reach towards what's ahead. We just have to let go, you know, we can't live in the past of our prizes because, you know, when you put a trophy up on the wall, what does it make you feel? A little proud. You know, we put trophies up in our heart that, you know, well, look what I accomplished. And that inflates us a little bit. Um, 
But we just need to make sure that we're careful about not doing that. So forgetting the things of the past, we've got to remember to forget those. Because every now and then they do pop up, don't they? And we remember things and, and, and mull it over. Um, but then let's go on to what we need to remember. Because those are really the critical things, aren't they? Because as we get older, we tend to forget. So we need to remember. We, need, we, we don't forget to remember. Deuteronomy 7, 718, it says, You shall, let's see, 718? Yep, okay. You shall not be afraid of them. You shall well remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. What is God telling him? Have you ever worried about something going on in your life, with your family, with your job, with your health, with your whatever? Has that ever happened? Everybody shake your head. <laughs> yes, you can. Everybody has had something happen. And we have to remember... What have you got to be thankful for? This is the interactive part. What have you got to be thankful for today? I'm going to wait. Forgiveness? Life. Huh? Mercy? Salvation? Yep. We have a lot to be thankful for. You're sitting here, aren't you? You were healthy enough to get up and get here. Tomorrow morning, many of you are going to be healthy enough to go to work, to be able to support your family. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, some people are, yeah. Well, and some people aren't. Um, you know, sometimes um, a friend of mine used to, you know, and I've used his, his saying, you know, somebody, how you doing? He said, I'm walking and talking. That's a good sign. <laughs> you know, there are days when I couldn't walk or I couldn't talk or both. Those are really bad days. <laughs> um, so remembering that, though, we have to remember um, all of the good things that God has done for us. You know, depending upon what your testimony is, you know, some of you can, can say God has saved you from some very traumatic things. And others of you can be thankful that God protected you from never having to go through those things. Either way, you're blessed. Um, also, in um, Psalms 77.11, so specifically, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. The Bible, the scriptures, give us accounts of miracles upon miracles upon miracles and upon situations where whether God sent his angels, whether God directly intervened himself, whatever the case was, God took care of his people. Now, in the Old Testament... That was the Hebrew people. Who are his people today? Christians, all of us. If my people who are called by my name, if you're called by his name, you're one of his, aren't you? 
So remembering the wonderful things that he's done for you. Some of you shouldn't be sitting here today. I know I'm one of them. There have been things that happened in my life that without the intervention of God, I would not be standing here. Some of you, whether it's for health reasons, because you were a little bit crazy in your youth, or whatever it may be, there's a good chance that you shouldn't be here. But you are, because God has sustained you all the way through, up until this time. And if you wake up tomorrow, it's another day, and you keep going. Joshua 1, chapter 1, verse 13. So we got to remember his wonders, but it says, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God gives you rest and will give you this land. The other thing we got to remember, not just what Jesus has done, but what does Jesus, or what has God said? Right? He didn't give us the scriptures just to set up on the shelf. He didn't give it to us to use it to as paperweight. It is there. It's a letter. There's lots of letters in there. We just put it in book form. But what's the whole purpose of it? So God can speak to you. Have you ever been laying there at night and this voice spoke to you and God said, told you what to do the next day? No? Have you ever been worried about something and looked in the scriptures and found your answer? Yes. That's the way God speaks to us. Now, I imagine, you know, little Samuel, you know, when God spoke and called his name. Could you imagine back in that time hearing God's voice? You know, could you imagine being the one who walked with Jesus? Wouldn't that be, I mean, you just kind of go, wow. And knowing what we know now, how do we know that? Because of the scriptures, because of God's word, because he's told us, and he keeps reminding us. And why has it never been rewritten? Because we don't get it the first time. (laughs) Do we? If we could read the Bible through once and get it straight, everything, everything would be great, wouldn't it? But we don't do that. That's part of our human nature. We, we struggle with that. And God understands that. But God just keeps reminding us of it. And we have to keep going back to his word to be able to know that this is what we're supposed to do. We've been given his word not just for our benefit, but for who else? The entire world out there. The people who have no clue. That's why it's called the gospel. What does gospel mean? Good news. Good news about what? About God, about Jesus coming and giving us a way to reach heaven. If we don't share that with people, how are they ever going to find out? All you got to do is tell people. Do you talk to strangers? How many of you like to talk to strangers? It's kind of fun, isn't it? (laughs) They look at you funny at first. Have you ever gone up to someone 
And if you talked to him a little bit and then you said, can I pray with you? Try it. If you haven't done it, try it. And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out prayer or anything. But if you talk to somebody and they're struggling with something, just say, can I pray with you about it? It's a little short prayer. It makes a difference. It makes a difference in their life, and it'll make a difference in your life. It truly will. Um, it's fun to have prayer meeting in the middle of Walmart or a restaurant or wherever. <laughs> um, and it doesn't take long. But remembering his word, God... God took the time to make sure that we had the Bible, you know, this book that, that we look at, and he's given us historical context, and he's given us today's context, because you can't tell me that that book that was written 2,000 years ago is only good for 2,000 years ago. It works today. It does, because you know what? Mankind has not changed. We still do the same stupid things that we did two, four thousand years ago. That has not changed at all. Another thing we need to remember, First Chronicles sixteen, twelve. It says, Remember his wonderful deeds which he's done, his marvels. So he's telling us there, forget what I mean, remember what's happened, his marvels, and the judgments from his mouth. Hmm, that's a, little, that's a little more serious there. We know that God is love. We know that God is merciful. We know that God is forgiving. We know all of those things. But God is also holy. And because he is holy, he has to be just. Because he can't let anyone into heaven who has is not worthy, who is not pure. We can't be pure of our own accord. We can't do it on our own. We can't be good enough. We can't tithe enough. We can't do enough works. We can't volunteer in the nursery enough. <laughs> we can't do enough of that to work our way into heaven because we're not perfect. Jesus was. He paid for that. But once we become a Christian, you know, I, I, I heard... Uh, from a Jewish person say, you know, the commandment of um, thou shalt not take the Lord's God name in vain. He said, there's one word in there that was, should be translated differently. And instead of take in Hebrew, it really more implies carry. Thou shalt not carry the Lord's name in vain. Does that change what it sounds like a little bit? To you, meaning, and, and he was saying, he said, it implies that don't call yourself a Christian unless you're going to act like one. You know, if you're going to say, this is who I am, and you're not going to act like it, that's one of the big ten. Thou shalt not carry my name around. And use it, and, and, and not use it properly. I mean, what's in a name? You know, all throughout the Bible, why is the genealogy kept in order? Names are important, aren't they? Do we change our names at, at whim? No. 
You know, who are you? You know, your name tells where you came from, who your ancestors are. It is important. So we have to remember that God wants us to remember what he has done for us. He wants us to read his words so that we know what to do for him and how to make sure that we don't fall and stumble and, and fall into the judgment side of it. Um, Psalms uh, 63, 6 and 7 says, When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. For you have been the help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. You know, if we constantly look to God, if we remember the things that he's done for us. Some of you in here have really good balance. Can you walk a line like this? Could you walk along the stage here if I said do this? Could you do that without falling? Could you do that? Probably. What if I ask you to do it on the edge of the Grand Canyon? <laughs> Would that be different? Why? It'd be a little bit different. It'd still be the same, but why is it different? Because what? The height? That's a long ways down. Hmm. But you know, in one of my, in, in my former life, I coached gymnastics. And I had a picture of a friend. And he was on the edge of the cliff. And you know what he did? He stood there. He put his hands down. And he went up to a handstand. <laughs> I would not do that. You wouldn't catch me at the edge of it. But why did he do that? How could he do that? Strength. And practice. And faith in his ability to do it and it not be an issue. With God, we have to make sure that we practice. Just walking along, it's like, yeah, probably most of you could do that. If you practiced it enough. And maybe with enough encouragement, you might do it. Um, I, I used to run confidence courses, you know, where they string wires 30, 40 feet up in trees and stuff like that and tell people to walk across rope bridges and, and beams and, and things. And, you know, the first time someone tries to step out, you know, it's kind of hard. But, you know, and I know the first time that I went up on things, it was tough at first. You kind of have to, <clears throat> I've got to do this. I've got to make myself do it. But what happens the more you do it? You practice, and then you have faith that it will work. Our faith without works is what? Dead. Is dead. If we don't practice our faith, if we, don't, if we don't continually remind ourselves that, yes, God has bailed me out every time. He has taken care. He has fed my family. He has given me a job. He has taken care of my health. He has done Everything that I have needed. And we remind ourselves of that. All the time. Then, when more times are going to come, 
more tough times. God will get you through that too. There is a plan. Um, but his marvelous works, his wonders, and the judgment. Now, the nice thing is, as a Christian, you know, that last day that we spend here on earth, the day after that, the second after that, it's going to be a wonderful time. We don't have to worry about being judged because Jesus is taking care of that if you've accepted him. And that's all it takes is, is to accept him. Um, remembering the days that you've been able to, to get through what you need to. Um, Hebrews 8, uh, verse 12 Talking about the judgment, it says, he says, For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Isn't it wonderful to have a God who is perfect, who knows every last thing you have done, thought you have had, and loves you enough that he will forgive you? Those of you that have been parents, you know that you've had to discipline your children. Did you do it because they were dirty, rotten little skunks and you didn't like them? No. They might have been a dirty, rotten little skunk at the time. <laughs> but you did it because you loved them. You did it because you wanted them to have a better life. You wanted to teach them that don't do that. Don't touch that, it's hot. Or... Don't go there. It's a bad place. Whatever it is, don't practice saying those words. They're not good. Whatever it may be. Um, but Jesus, you know, in the upper room, when he broke the bread, I mean, we had communion last, last week, you know, broke the bread, and, and, and he said, do this what? In remembrance of me. We can't forget to remember. There are a few things that we need to forget. And here's what it boils down to. Forget about me. Remember God. If you forget about you, then remember God. When I start remembering about me, I just want to get a little proud. I want to get a little cocky there. It's like, no. Those things that I thought I did... It wasn't me. It was God who gave me the ability to do anything that I have accomplished and who got me through things that I probably shouldn't have gotten through. All of those things. And we just have to remember that. So, bottom line, remember to forget. Remember for, to forget me. Don't forget to remember God, his word, his wonders, and his judgment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for, for your word, Lord. Lord, we just, as we look through the scriptures, you've given us so many examples of, of things that, situations of people. Lord, yeah, it's just amazing to, to see how you have sustained the human race through all of our craziness. And Lord, uh, just keep us mindful, even though as, as we go through times where things seem 
a little bit crazy in our world that you're still in control and that this life here on earth is just that. It's just a short speck of time before we get to spend eternity with you. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who came and, and lived here on earth to, to show us that it could be done, that a, a, a just life could be lived, but more importantly so that he could, he could die for our sins and, and give us eternal life. We thank you so much for that. So, Lord, we just ask that you give us a good rest of the day, that you keep us safe as we go on our way. In Jesus' name.